Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Buzz Talk. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, and we're a day away from Thanksgiving, a Buzz Talk special Thanksgiving edition. Uh, got a lot in store for us today. Going to talk on the Patriots Jets, going to do some power rankings as usual. Matt put once again on top of the Celtics talk. We're going to get into uh, the week 12 pickums, and lastly, Matt and I are doing a nice Thanksgiving segment. Uh, feeling festive, Matt. How does it feel to be back up in Rhode Island and uh, back in the cold? It's feeling really good, Kevin. Thanks for asking. The air is cold, the people are colder. I got off my plane in Boston and immediately was greeted with a man yelling at people to move their cars. So that's what we love to see. It was great. How about the drive? How about the drive back? How'd that feel? Well, I was with the one and only Michael Garvey, so really legend. Playing. Absolute legend. legend. So it was good. I have my my new niece here, my new nephew here. Love That's me awesome. family. It's great. That's awesome. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how festive are you feeling? Are you ready for Christmas, or uh, are you gonna let Thanksgiving marinate and uh, and sink in? I'm one of those people where I'm actually already decorated for Christmas. Got the tree up already. No tree. We're in the tree uh, next week, but I already, we already have to watch the movies. We have the music playing, and we're already all decorated. Well, good. Uh, that's uh, that warms my heart. I'm I'm excited to to get back up north for the holidays, um, but definitely going to be a Floridian for Thanksgiving. Enjoy the sun. Uh, but without further ado, let's get moving into uh, the first topic here, Matt. Uh, I don't know if you watch this game. I, I know you watch highlights, but. Uh, the Patriots beat the Jets 10 to 3, walk off punt return by Marcus Jones. Other than that, it was probably one of the ugliest games of football I've ever watched. That was three hours of my life I'll never get back. And the best part about it, though, was Mac Jones didn't look bad 23 of 27, 246 yards. He was sacked six times, but, uh, it was no one could move the ball. I don't think the Jets even got into the red zone. There was a total of 17 punts uh, to break it down. Total offensive yards, 297 for the Pats, 103 for the Jets. And Nick you said, Folk. You said the Jets didn't get into the red zone? I don't believe so. No. That's insane. I'm sorry. Right? I, think that, that's crazy. I don't know how often that happens. No, yeah, I, 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 it's, you know, our defense obviously looks great. Uh, our offensive line is, is putrid. And I think Mac Jones got sacked five or six times uh, in New York at MetLife last time. So uh, the offensive line has definitely been the Achilles heel of this team. And I don't know how it gets better. Um, but needless to say, a win's a win. And no matter how ugly they are, um, these, these games matter. Uh, and they're only going to matter uh, moving forward in the season. What what is wrong right now? Is it the red zone? Because Mac is throwing, like you said, twenty three for twenty seven, 
you know, mm-hmm. obviously he doesn't average that every game. And he only throw he only threw 246 yards. You know, it's kind of kind of average, kind of not super awesome. But I mean, 85% passer completion is incredible. And so, you know, you hear a lot of people saying, you know, Max not the one, Max not the one. Is he just unable to get touchdowns when it matters? Yeah, uh, I think the big knock. His numbers are great. I oh, his, his, t- his touchdowns aren't great. He, he completes passes, but clearly not yeah, that and, count. You know, they went into a, a bit of a different offense with obviously new offensive coordinators, uh, which never helps. Like you want to have consistency. And, you know, I, I think the thing that's scary the most is their red zone. You know, they're not – they're not cashing in on touchdowns. They're getting a lot of field goals. So uh, that's the biggest concern. I, I There's definitely a stat on it, but just watching it, they don't look like a good offense. And it all starts within the trenches on both sides. And uh, it just so happens the Patriots offensive line is pretty, pretty horrid right now. Uh, they, their center, David Andrews, who was injured, came back and uh, he got hurt with a thigh injury. However, he was back at practice Uh on Tuesday, which is a great sign. Not sure if uh, he'll be back. That is a, a short time uh, to, to get healed up and come back. It's also the Patriots are playing three games in 12 days, which is pretty not easy to do, especially, you know, it is off the bye week, but uh, playing an NFL game three times in less than two weeks is just something that isn't ideal. And our schedule is definitely not favorable down the stretch, but this is a start of hopefully something good. Uh, I don't see our offensive line being any worse, but who knows? I mean, the Jets defense is definitely very good. So um, I don't know. What what'd you take away from this game if you watched uh, some of the highlights or anything like that? No, I mean, I like what you just said there. You know, for better or for worse, hopefully it can't get much worse in terms of the red zone, in terms of the offense. So, no, I saw we can't really – I mean, I was just looking at some of the stats, you know, nerd over here. Can't, it wasn't really converting when it matters. I mean, I saw something like you know less than one third of the, the third down conversions forward on the fourth down. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, that stuff is just isn't going to work. You know, you're going to play a Chiefs and they're going to put thirty up on you, and if you're not putting thirty up back, then it's, you're just not going to win the game. So I, I I'm curious. Um, it sounds like we've been yelling at the Pats the whole season. You know, fix this offense. O line stinks. Obviously, I'm sure they know that. What's stopping them from fixing it? Personnel. Uh, coaching the game, the the game, uh, the play calling rather has just been atrocious. Uh, on two fourth and two fourth and two or, or shorters, uh, they ran the ball, which was terrible, uh, and that was after moving the ball pretty effectively down the down the uh, field. And I, I I think it's a personnel problem. That's been the biggest issue. So. You think the players aren't, aren't cut out for? You think it's the coaches? No, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I just they they didn't invest a lot of money there, and um, the talent they have there is just it's pretty feeble. So, uh, but there's also the side of the Jets are very elite defense, like they're a top ten defense, and that's another thing I wanted to touch on briefly was how how bad. Zach Wilson is so bad that uh, Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, uh, isn't committed to starting him. That's uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, not something you want to see. And the worst part was uh, in the press, uh, in the post game interview. Uh, you know, they asked if if the offense 
you know, what I forget how exactly it was phrased, but basically Zach, Zach Wilson did not take any accountability and uh, he's under some heat. Uh, one of the, he, he said, it's not, he said, it's not my fault. No, not, not verbatim. Uh, I saw one of the, I saw one of, I can't remember his name, but I saw one of the Jets receivers. Let me see if I have his name. No, uh, I'm representing these guys. Elijah Moore, maybe. I don't think it was. Yeah, one, of their, it, one of their receivers said like, we are horrible. If we yeah. This. Garrett Wilson. You know, is that who it was? Garrett Wilson in the post game, you know, said that basically this shit ain't it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. He was like, we're, I we're think that like might have been for me, of, you know? yeah, losers out there. But uh, Elijah Moore, who has been, uh, he's spoken out against kind of Zach Wilson, not directly, but more so saying he hasn't been getting touches on the field. Um, when Robert, like I had mentioned, Robert Salas saying that he wasn't committed to Zach Wilson starting. Uh, Elijah Moore posted a, an Instagram story of him uh, throwing a football, looking like a quarterback. So probably some shade. And I think it's deserving. Like as a quarterback, you're supposed to be a leader of a team. And Zach Wilson kind of has that, that preppy look to him with like, you know, it's not his fault, but he's just looked terrible. He, he overthrew people. He had two balls that should have been intercepted. One literally right to Devin McCourty that he dropped. So, um, I mean, that was, that was an atrocious, I think he, I think Zach Wilson oh, the, has the oh, worst the one, QBR. The one that that one that oh my goodness. Dropped. Yeah. Jeez. I, I mean, that's you know, why, I mean, you know, you, I, I don't know if you saw after, and this is what I like to kind of remind me of Kevin Barnett. So McCourty dropped that. Mm-hmm. And then another team, I forget who the other teammate was, but one of the other guys in the back tried to pick it up and he was like, no, I'm picking that up off the ground. And he just like held the ball, squeezed it. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it. I remember yeah. when Kevin Kevin Arnett would miss and then would go dunk it on the out of after the, the, the whistle was blown or whatever. Yeah. It's um it, it's it's just laughable. I think Zach Wilson has the worst QBR. Um, you know, you can't just with a high draft pick like that, you can't just write them off yet, but he's been the issue for them. I mean, there's no other way to put it. The offense has been bad, the defense has been elite, and that's what their record shows. I mean, they're six how and about four. That, um, sorry. I was going to say, how about that? Uh, I was going to say, I guess, two things. One is, yeah, we were looking at the Jets as a new hot team, and now they're kind of tearing at the seams here. You know, they're five and two. And then also, interesting to compare Belichick versus someone like Saleh, where, um, Bel- you know, Belichick will never comment on this stuff. Like, that, no. uh, com- commit. I, I'm seeing the headline, Saleh won't commit to Zach Wilson's QB. Bill will not have any of that week. And the, and the Patriots, whether they wanted to – announced or not kind of went through the same thing I think it was always Mac Jones to continue to play but you know Belichick was very short on his responses to who was going to start and and I do think the end game was for Mac to play and start the rest of the year as he should be I mean zappy fever what a time feels like ages ago but uh that was that that's was a story that took off and um it's good to know you, you still got them in your back pocket if you need them. But I mean, the Pats put themselves in a, in a good position moving forward. Even if they go three and four to end the year, uh, they could still be looking at a playoff spot, which is crazy. Um, yeah, you know, I don't not, know why, why we were playing. Why, why did we play yesterday if we're playing? Or why did we play two days ago? Was it today? Tuesday? Why are we playing Why are we, why we play on Sunday if we're playing on Thursday? Like, why are they scheduling that? We should have the bye last week or this, this week. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure the Patriots aren't the only team that has to go through these uh, 
But why, 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 why is any team doing that? They're, oh, well, we have concussion problems. It's like, because you're having people play three games in 14 days. Like, yeah, 12. Brains, but anyways. 12. Oh, 12 days. Yeah, that's what my brain says. Uh, my non-concussed brain says don't do that. But, but exactly. But, um, yeah, it, it's looking good for the Pats. And obviously they, they play the, the primetime game uh, on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. Primetime Kirk like Cousins. That. I do. I like primetime Kirk Cousins playing the Patriots. Um, and obviously we'll get to that uh, in the next segment. The Vikings uh, had a pretty brutal loss. So they're going to be kind of uh, a hungrier team you would expect to to play. But um, it, it, it should be interesting. I mean, I don't know if our offense can play any worse. That's the worst offensive outing I've seen from two teams. I mean, the, the 17 punts is just a mind-blowing statistic to me. And then the Patriots still controlled that game. I mean, 35 minutes uh, time of possession versus 24 for the Jets. So they did dominate. They just could not. I mean, they missed two field goals. So that obviously did not help. And um, yeah, I feel bad for Nick Folk. I feel like a kicker is something you take for granted. And then they miss. And you're right. like, how'd you, how'd you miss? You, have, you haven't missed a lot. Like when you miss, I think it really shines. which is Right. Like, and I don't I even think it. there was any turnovers in the game either. I don't think there was. I saw I you kind of it was like a almost like a foreshadowing that it was gonna be ugly when one of those first plays was like Taekwon Thornton fumbled it. And I think it ended up becoming it was incomplete, but then like the Jets player ran into the touchdown and fumbled it up to the end zone and fumbled it and then we picked it back up and like started running. It all ended up getting an incomplete pass. But I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, hey, that's another really big play that got changed. If you look back, same situation where Mac Jones throws a pick six and he gets uh roughing the passer call. And that changed that whole game and probably the season for the Patriots and Jets, to be honest with you. The fumble, it, it wasn't a fumble. Um, another play that was controversial was on the punt return. Uh, the last guy to be blocked by the Jets. Some people were saying a block in the back. The lead, I mean, that's 50-50 in my eye. Like that could have been called and it probably is called more times than not. But the NFL went at it right away and issued a statement saying that he came from the side. Um, and it's such a block that you didn't really need. Like, yeah, even it seemed like uh, Marcus, it was Marcus Jones, right? It seemed like Marcus yeah. Jones is already, already out of reach. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, but that's one of the, I think that's one of those moments where if you've played sports in high pressure situations, you know, your brain turns off and you see a dude and you hit the right. dude. Like that, that's what your job is. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, that's just uh, instinct at that point, but even if that were to be called a penalty, they're going to be 15 yards from there. And I'm confident Nick Folk, even though he missed two on the day, would, would sink that in. So I think the result would would still be the same. Nonetheless, a terrific ending to an absolutely horrendous, horrendous game offensively. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to add, but uh, – yeah, if if you yeah, watch this game, you wasted a lot of. Uh, a lot <laughs> I saw of a lot of funny YouTube, YouTube comments that were just like, "Yeah, they should have just showed the last play. Like, why are they showing any of these other highlights?" But, no, I think last thing for me and uh, maybe more about the Pats is, like you said, we have primetime Kirk, and then we have we we can beat the Cardinals, we can beat the Ravens, we can beat the Bengals. Oh, not the Ravens, the Lakers. We can beat mm -hmm. the, the Bengals. So you know, we have some win winnable games that we could go in the five hundred. Yeah, I mean, it, a, it'll a four for three. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. I mean, we have a good a record against the AFC. I believe it's five and two, and then we're two and one in the division. So if we could split the Buffalo games, 
that's probably best case scenario. Um, the Bengals is going to be a huge one. That's going to be probably – Oh, it. yeah, because we'll be fighting from that spot against them. Yeah. I mean, you're really up against – I'm not going to consider the Colts. They're at four, five, and one, I think, or four, yeah. six, and one. Um, you got the Chargers, five, and five, Jets, six, and four, Bengals, six, and four. So there is some shapes starting to mold here uh, within the playoffs. And every AFC East team is two games over 500. Which is insane. Yeah. And if the Bills were to lose, the Patriots would have been in second place. The Bills would have been in last if they were to lose that game, which would have just been chaotic. And um, you're probably going to need some help from the AFC uh, to, to move up. But um, last note is Bill Belichick was definitely salivating over this game. Uh, th this is like 70s football where there's no scoring and Bill loves that kind of stuff. He loves the defense to shine and the special teams getting a uh, a walk-off punt return. That's uh, That's got to be all gold in his eyes. It was historic, right? It was just, it was, uh, he just passed Hollis. Is that how you say it? Hollis? He, no, he passed him uh, after the Bears game. I forgot. No, I, I don't know why. I must have seen it. My headline must have got mixed up. I was clicking and I saw someone say, or I saw something that said he passed. Maybe it was a different, maybe it was some sort of Yeah, that was that, two wins ago. I think that's what I thought. I was like, because I knew he was third. He just became second. And then yeah. I, it said he passed someone again. I was like, well, I know. I mean, he, I yeah, he was, he was supposed to pass him on the Bears game and that did not happen. So yeah, yeah. Um, he did it the following week. Uh, that might have been the Jets, actually. Or the Colts. I can't remember. Anyways. Right, I want, want to get us into these guys' power rankings? Yeah. Let's uh, let's get it popping off. Uh, we'll start from 10 down. All of the same 10 teams are in here. Some teams are, are making their way out. Some teams are solidifying their way in. Uh, at number 10, the New York Giants on the fringe here. Uh, this could be this Thursday night Thanksgiving game. Uh, could really tell the tale for the rest of their season, but they lose to Detroit at home. The Detroit Lions actually have won three straight games for the first time since 2019. Uh, it was a whopping 31 to 18. The offense for the Giants looked pretty putrid. Uh, moving on to number nine, Titans seven and three. They did beat the Packers in Lambeau. Uh, this is more so I put them this high because the Teams in front of them, I, I think, deserve to be in front of them, but uh, they're going to have some some prove-it games to definitely move up within these rankings. Not a great offense, but their defense has been uh, has been pretty steady. Moving you don't like on, those guys. You don't like the Titans. I, I, I just, you know. You know what? You don't think Derek Henry's a nice guy? You want to fight him? Hey, nothing nothing against them personally. I like. I think they're an uh, average team with a great coach. Yeah, so, I'm talking about number eight. Number eight is the San Francisco 49ers, six and four, uh, whomping against the Cardinals in Mexico City, 38 to 10. Uh, I think they're, they're a team that could definitely uh, be a Super Bowl contender moving forward. But at six and four, I still need to see a little more out of them, and they still have seven games to, to make an improvement. At number seven, the Ravens, seven and three, 13 three win at home against the Panthers. Uh, the defense, I think the last two, ga two games have not let up a, have shut out offenses in the second half. So that's a, a pretty good stat. Um, 
the Ravens just have no wide receivers. So that kind of scares me uh, come playoff time. And I believe Lamar Jackson is 0-2 or 0-3 in the playoffs. So um, that's never a good sign. Number six, uh, probably the biggest fall of the week, the Minnesota Vikings, who were coming off their high horse uh, a week ago, beating the Bills in Buffalo. Uh, they get dismantled by the Cowboys 40-3 uh, to 3 in uh, at home, which is uh, – that's a tough loss. They're obviously welcoming in the Patriots this Thursday uh, for Thanksgiving. Number five, the Buffalo Bills, 7-3. and three. They beat the Browns 31-23. Uh, this is supposed to be a home game. However, they ended up uh, moving to Detroit, and they will also play Detroit uh, for Thanksgiving. Number four, Cowboys 7-3. and three. Not much more to say there. 40-3 game uh, at Minnesota. They play the Giants on Thursday. At number three, the Dolphins, uh, number one in the AFC East, the best division of football. They're on a bye week. Uh, they have a tough schedule coming out of the bye. Well, they play the Texans, and then after that, uh, it's one of the harder schedules. So you're definitely going to see what they're made of down the stretch here. Number two, the Eagles had to fight and claw, come back and beat the Colts 17-16, a late rushing touchdown by Jalen Hurts. And number one, I think the best team in football still coming off a Sunday night win in SoFi Stadium, beating the Chargers at 30 to 27. Matt, where did I miss? Close game. No, you didn't miss anything. Patrick Mahomes is just so good, isn't he? You just love Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm curious about is what's up with Jimmy G? People said Jimmy G stinks. Let's trade him. He almost lost his job. Now he's crushing it. It's like, what, what's up with him? Yeah, Jimmy never gets the credit he deserves. I mean, he's is he good or is he bad? I'm, I, I as a as a slight outsider, I cannot tell if he's the worst quarterback or if he's if he's very good. I just don't think he fits the offense that Kyle Shanahan wants. He wants a mobile quarterback, but I think Jimmy's a, a guy who, I mean, he was a, a touchdown you know a, a touchdown pass away from winning a Super Bowl against the Chiefs, but uh He's he. I mean, he tied his career high in, in touchdown passes with four. Uh, he always beats the Cardinals as well. But I think it's a product of what's around him. He's he's a guy who not might not necessarily win games for you, but manage them. Um, I think he'd be perfect in New England. Wink, wink for next year if Mac Jones uh, needs some competition. But no, I, I think Jimmy gets some undeserving uh, slander in my opinion. Just to reiterate the week 12 power rankings 10 the new york giants at nine let me take it for you go for it nine the Titans. Wrap us up here eight the 49ers seven the ravens six the vikings five the bills four we have the cowboys three the dolphins two the eagles and one the chiefs so it's kind of exciting i mean outside of the chiefs and the cowboys are usually pretty good i mean i guess the eagles were playing the one two bowl a few years ago but the NFL feels, I don't know, to me, it feels fresh again. Or it feels fresh. It feels yeah. like we have a new, it's a new decade of new teams, new faces. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of parity. I think that the Chiefs and Bills are still, in my mind, uh, 1A and 1B. Uh, but the Dolphins are definitely going to have something to say as long as Tua can stay healthy. The NFC is going to be interesting. I still think the Eagles are, are the better team. But 
Uh, it, it really all comes down to who's playing the best football going into the playoffs. And that's really it. I mean, wise man once told me real football starts after Thanksgiving. Uh, that's a smart man. That's a very smart man. But it's weird though, he dropped out of high school. <laughs> he's always good for one of those, uh, an episode, folks. So <laughs> he gets them while he can. But uh, no, that's, that's my power rankings. I expect those to change from week to week if, uh, I'm sure if anyone disagrees with me out there, they'll let me know. Uh, but I wanted to move on. Uh, Matt is getting pretty superb at these Celtics notes. Um, I, I, I love it. This is, uh, this is what we're here for. So I'll let Mar uh, Matt start this segment off, and uh, we'll wrap up, get to pick'ems, and then we'll do our uh, Thanksgiving segment. So, Matt, take it away. Sweet, Kevin. Thank you very much. You make me feel so nervous with these all these comments by myself. Like Picture that. everyone no, naked. <laughs> Except you. But no, no, the Celtics are red hot. Even after the loss, I'm still loving what we're seeing. So we had the win at the Hawks, 126-101. Win at the Pelicans, 117-109. And then we lost to the Bulls. The Bulls seem to be our kryptonite for whatever reason. Two but losses. I'm really... Yeah, to the Bulls. Yeah, mm -hmm. two losses to the Bulls. I mean, what, what do we have? Three... Now we have four losses now. Yes, four. still first in and the East. So half of our half of our losses are to the Bulls, but no, we're we're looking hot. Um, I was just telling Kevin when the three is falling, it's unstoppable. I mean, like 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 most teams, you know, when mm -hmm. they're shooting well, it's it's going to be hard to stop us because we score a ton. At the Hawks game, we had seven players score double digits, which is I mean, we're just deep. Yeah, and that was incredible. We take out, that's, that's, I mean, awesome team play there. And when we take out our, um, you know. Swap in Hauser, you can swap in Pritchard, you can swap in Cornette, you can swap in Brogdon. And I think Brogdon wasn't in that game. He was hurt. Oh, yeah, Brogdon, was, Brogdon wasn't even in that game. So, no, he's been uh, out. He we're just deep. I'm excited because, yeah. yeah sorry to cut back. you off. He just returned uh, against I'm, the Bulls. Yeah, no, I saw that. And he got, oh, oh, he got 23 in that game, too. So he's dropping it. But no, they're looking good. They're looking, I mean, they're every, everything we want to see. Um, I like I like the loss. I don't mind that we lose just because I think it's healthy. Like, yeah, you want to win 30 straight, but then you have Warriors, you know, 73-9 loss. But it's good. Yeah. It's good to give you it's good to give you something to reflect on. I think especially in football, uh, more so in football. Yeah, it's there's only 17 games more to lose. Um, right. But in that in that what was it the Bulls game we lost? We shot 19 from 50, 19 of 50 from the three. So yeah, like, that's that's insane. NBA, NBA, I mean, basketball's gone crazy to me. Actually insane how every player, no matter who it is, if you are open, you shoot through. Like, the, 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 yeah. you know, the analytics are right. in you so much. It's like every single every, – I'm watching these games. Every single – whenever someone has one ounce of air to breathe, they shoot a three. Yeah. I mean, even They just shoot threes over people. It's like kind of insane. Like you show that, you know, Steph Curry changed the game. They, they think you're crazy. Yeah, stuff yeah, really changed did. the game. Try. He, he's on. He, he's on my. Uh, we'll have to do a. We'll have to do a top five, a, a dream team one, one episode. He's on my dream team. I think he's eleven. But uh, no, it's, yeah, the Celtics look great. I mean, they're shooting well. Obviously, like any other team, when they shoot well, it goes well. But we're deep, and we also like unlike some other teams, we have the trust. I mean, we see all these other teams where the Lakers are kind of blowing it. The Nets are actually clawing back. Ben Simmons finally scored more than ten points, but um, they. The Celtics, like we said, like you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Marcus Smart knows that where they were, you know, one of the leaders of the team, leaders of the team knows they they were fragile, knows they, they couldn't make comebacks, couldn't kind of 
um, hold, even hold leads. So I'm excited where they are. I'm excited to see them play more as the winner goes on, as Robert Williams gets back. Um, yeah, and I did, I, 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 you might've saw this note, um, no Pritchard in Bulls, in the Bulls game. So maybe that's probably what will happen. It definitely could be. Yeah, they're, uh, and, and, and it's the end to a homestand, right? So it's almost like a scheduled loss, you'd say. Some, you know, that's, if you were to draw it up, that would make the most sense. And now they have a six game homestand. So um, something definitely to look forward to. Um, but I did want to get into the picks, Matt, if you have anything else to add uh, now or forever, hold your peace <laughs> or however that goes. Um, no, I don't think so. I'm just, I'm happy to have a young coach they respect. I mean, Missoula, I, I'm liking how he's holding himself. He seems, yeah, he, he's, he seems, he's, he seems really, he seems really grounded. Yeah, he seems like the guy moving forward, regardless of how this season ends, in my opinion. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I'm going to get this wrong. His name is Ime. Am I getting that right? Ime, you know, because the other yep. one. Yep. Yeah, so he didn't get hired by the Nets. So I thought that was interesting how they had that story even go out. It must have been must have been serious for the story. but Yeah, it must have gotten leaked. But... Yeah, yeah. But no, we can go ahead and um, and take a second here while the wonderful Kevin Henry and the even more wonderful good guy, Connor Meehan, tell you about their picks. Without further ado, we'll take a brief transition here, also made by Matthew Violet, Matty Purple. We'll get into the picks, and then Matt and I will be back. Purple. And we're back. Week 12 pickums. No other than Connor Meehan joining us once again. Uh, before I let Connor, uh, before I introduce him, rather, just wanted to give everyone an update on the standings. Uh, Connor picked up another two games on me, unfortunately, this week. Uh, he go he went 11 and three, myself nine and five. Connor is at 102 and 60. He's at the triple digits, myself, 94 and 69. I'm uh, now at a eight and a half game back um, trail. Not great. Uh, not where we want to be this deep into the season. However, uh, Connor knew I'd bring this up. I did get a fantasy win against him. Uh, I'm pushing. <laughs> I'm pushing for first. So I uh, have to get my digs in while I can. But Connor, uh Welcome back to the show. How we feeling? How's it uh, being back in Rhode Island for the holidays? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me again. Good to be back. Yeah, one one or two and sixty. That would be a really sick, uh, you know, baseball. Yeah. Uh, standings there. Uh huh. Um. So reeling off that ninety nine point three percentile of picks. Uh. You know, nationwide. So we're feeling good. Yeah, and up, open up a marginal lead uh, here against a really, really great competitor. So we're happy to be here. Seven more weeks to go. Have to keep the foot on the gas. Can't get too cute with some of these picks. So got to stick to the roots. Um, but we're feeling good coming into week uh, week twelve. Good. And and finally, this is the first week it feels like in a in a few weeks where I've actually made picks uh, <laughs> before looking at this uh, for the yeah. first time with with you on. So um, yeah. definitely. Uh, feel feel more natural at this point uh i know you're our pickums guy you can do a lot of different things um but obviously thanksgiving is tomorrow uh i wanted to uh just get uh 
one thing you're thankful for this holiday season? Yeah, that's a good question. Good time to stop and reflect. Um, you know, thankful for a lot, but I think thankful for just, you know, personal growth, mm-hmm. uh, having the ability to continue to be surrounded by people that support me um, and support, you know, what I want to do in life and and the, the decisions I make and, and just having a great support system to be able to uh, to grow and, and go for things that make me happy. So uh, grateful for a lot of people and, and um, you know, the support I have in my life. Awesome. Very wholesome. Very true. Uh, everybody stick around. Matt and I have a Thanksgiving segment where we also share that. So uh, Connor, thanks for, for that. But now, uh, now I'm at your neck because now things are getting serious. I need to, to pick up a few games here. Um, we may be friends on the outside, but in here it's a, it's a battlefield and uh, I got to get back to it. I, I think I've been, I've been a little too nice. I got to go. I got to go for the throat here. Like you said, not being too cute, but I do have to take risks. Um, I'm not sure that these picks reflect it, but without further ado, we'll get it going. It's Thanksgiving football. This is, uh, this is the week where the, uh, the men separate from the boys or however you want to put it. But this is really where you find out uh, where teams are, what they're made of, who's going to be in it uh, at the end. And you already see some playoff pictures uh, taking some mold. But the first game, a 12-30 game, uh, an annual game for the Lions, obviously, but the Buffalo Bills, who will be playing in Detroit for the second consecutive week, will be playing the three-win-in-a-row Detroit Lions. Uh, Connor, I'll let you get us going here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's – yeah, the Lions always play on Thanksgiving. They always seem to to compete and play one of their best games. They're used to this. Uh, I think this will be a close game. Uh, I really do. I think it'll be a fun way to start it off. I think it'll be some some theatrics and uh, some interesting stuff happening in this game. Um, I don't think it'll be quite as as much of a you know blowout as America it seems to be picking. You know, mm-hmm. with the Bills ninety five to five, but I do like the Bills to get one here um, to go to eight and three. Yeah, we're in agreement there. Um, I I'm not sure what the line is, but uh, I think the Bills cover. I think it's a natural. It, it is a uh, annual holiday and an annual time the Detroit Lions play but also lose I, I'm interested in seeing what their record is on Thanksgiving Day but uh, nonetheless I think the Bills take it here moving line, on line is, nine, line is nine and a half do you think the Bills cover nine and a half I do yes I do right. I do uh, it's, a, it's a home game now they played they played their last week so home game yep. uh, moving on to the afternoon game Everyone will probably be eating dinner or had already eaten dinner. Uh, the New York Giants at seven and three coming off a bad loss at home against the Lions. Going into Jerry's world playing a Dallas Cowboys team who just beat an eight and one team. Uh, they look like they're a serious Super Bowl contender in my eyes. Uh, I'm going to start this off here. I'm going to go Cowboys. Um, I think this is where maybe the Giants see their season starting to unravel. Um, unfortunately, it's been a good story, but they're not very good. And this is just a scheduled win for the Cowboys in my mind. Yeah, I got the Cowboys too, but for different reasons. I think the, the last week, I think the Giants are still a good team. I think they're going to be a playoff team when all said and done. Um, I still think they get to 10 wins and and build off of what they've you know done this year going into the next. 
Um, think it might be a close game, but the Cowboys offense obviously just showed some poise, showed some, I mean, they were clicking on all cylinders. Uh-huh. A little nervous. I don't, I, I saw at the end of the game, Micah, Micah Parsons, um, don't know if there's anything to that as far as injury goes, but something to look at. Right. Um, but other than that, I got the Cowboys. Okay. And moving on to the Thursday night primetime game, your New England Patriots coming off a horrendous game, pulled out a victory there at home against the, the New York Jets, uh, 14 straight wins against the Jets. Uh, at 6-4 and four going into – uh, an eight and team, eight and two, excuse me, Minnesota Vikings team coming off the worst loss. Uh, it's got to be maybe in fr- franchise history at, at, at the new stadium. Um, so they're going to be an angry team. They're going to be hungrier. Connor, I'll let you uh, start off here. Yeah, I'm taking taking New England. Um, I don't remember the last time they, they played on Thanksgiving. Um, I do. You do? What year? Uh, butt fumble. That was Thanksgiving, huh? It's 10 years ago today. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't realize that was Thanksgiving. But mm. um, but yeah, I, I like I like New England here. Um I like the defense to confuse Kirk Cousins to be able to take away Jefferson. Um, you know, them coming off of a really tough loss. They're they're eight and two with two horrible blowout losses and then eight one score wins. So no one has any idea what to make of this team. I obviously think they're they're more middle of the pack than their record shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Patriots offense to look a little bit better um, in this game. I think it'll be a low scoring affair too, but I like the Patriots to get in the end zone at least um, and, and win one here on Thanksgiving on the road. Yeah. I'm not going to lose or, or gain a game here. I'm actually with you on this. Um, maybe a Homer pick, uh, but I, I think our defense is good enough to, to slow down the Vikings. And if, as, as long as we can just get a touchdown, I think we're going to be in a good position. And this is a huge game for the Pats. I mean, you got Buffalo and then uh, the rest of your schedule is not going to be easy. I know you have the Raiders and Cardinals, but other than that, every other game is going to be a bloodbath. And this is a game that you need to win. Um, It's not do or die, but it's definitely a game that can put you in the driver's seat to making a playoff push. I think Belichick is going to have this team ready. It's never easy to pick the the away team on a short week, uh, especially on Thanksgiving. However, I think the Patriots might shock the world here. I think uh, I expect Mac Jones to deliver as long as the line can get better. I saw David Andrews back at practice um, on Tuesday, which is huge. Hopefully he can be ready to go. Uh, I saw a report saying if he can't play this game, it'll definitely be against Buffalo. So that's, that's very big news. Um, But I'm, but I'm definitely with you. I I think the Pats uh, steal one in Minnesota. I think overall, um, I'm not going to say they're more talented, but I think they're better coached. And uh, I I just think they get the win here. It feels like that kind of game, in my opinion. Also Kevin O'Connell, former Patriot, Bill Mm -hmm. always seems to take care of his, you know, take take care of business against his former his former guys um outside tom brady i guess so i like him to uh to outsmart kevin o'connell here just just that simple fact alone there's one game that comes to mind um and i'm interested to see what he is against his coaching tree um the coaches that were under him but i remember the pats played in detroit one year and lost to matt patricia Mm. Mm. um but Good thing is Kevin O'Connell was not a coach. He was a quarterback for the Patriots. So 
not that that matters, but um, that was just one thing that comes to mind since the Lions are, are fresh on the brain and they're streaking three wins. Yeah. But that moves us into uh, Sunday, the 27th, uh, last Sunday of November. We have five Sundays left till the new year. Pretty crazy. 2022 is flying by here. Uh, it starts off Tampa Bay Buccaneers off a of bye week at five and five. Very crucial game going into Cleveland at three and seven. This is the last game without Deshaun Watson starting. Uh, Connor, I'll let you get this one going. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. Um, mm-hmm. I think it could be a tougher one if this was was next week, but we know what the Browns are. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of know what their what their ceiling is, right? Um, and I like the Bucks coming off a of bye week. Yep. They are. Um, Tom Brady's legit off a of bye week historically. So um, I like them to get one done here. And then we, you know, we'll see what the Browns are next week, but give me the bucks. Uh, yeah. I'm in agreement with you. I think this is when uh, you have to play your best football. Tom Brady knows it. Um, I'm sure he's let the team know it. Not that they don't, but I think you can start to see the offense pick up here. Tom Brady start making a push. Um, Aaron Rodgers might not be going to the playoffs, but Tom Brady will be. Uh, and this is the road to that path. Uh, moving on, uh, maybe the game of the week, maybe playoff implications wise, the Cincinnati Bengals at six and four going into Tennessee at seven and three, Jamar Chase questionable. It'd be impressive if he played. Um, and that, that definitely would have a factor, uh, on if, uh, they win or not, in my opinion. However, I'm going to go with uh, the better coach team here, uh, and I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. I think they're going to keep it a low-scoring game. I think their defense is better than Cincinnati, and I think uh, Derrick Henry is going to have himself a game. Yeah, it's too bad for you, Kev. It's, uh, <laughs> not, it's just not a game that you can win um, or, or pick up anything on. I'm going with the Titans, too. Uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon's also questionable. I'm sure he'll be out there, but don't know what they're going to be lining up with. Um, I like the Titans to get scrappy and get to, you know, get to Joe Burrow, make it make life difficult and, and control the the trenches there. So um, I like the Titans to win too. I think they're, they've convinced us that they are, you know, we know who they are now. We know that mm-hmm. they're a decent squad. So they are um, who they, who we thought they were. Yeah. Better, better. I think. Yeah. Um, agreed. We go to Titans. Okay, yeah, and Tannehill looked good uh, Thursday night in Lambeau. So if he can play like that, uh, Titans might be in business. You know, it's a team we never take serious. But um, with a a defense like that, a running back like that, uh, they could make some noise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moving on, the Houston Texans going into Miami. Uh, I I just don't – I'm going to be short on this. I think the Dolphins – uh, this is the last easy game for them. They're they have a rough end to the schedule uh, to their schedule. Uh, I'm going with the public here. I'm going Miami at home. Um, and the the reasons are obvious. Yeah, me too. Um, I think the Texans are just coasting here. I think Lovey Smith's going to be gone, not because of he could have done anything better with this team, but I think he was kind of a bridge, um, mm-hmm. a bridge type coach. And I think Davis Mills is also going to be uh maybe not gone but not starting next year so they're coasting in for for the number one pick and um yeah, I don't know who's going to go number one uh as far as a quarterback but they're obviously going to be be shooting there so um I like the Dolphins as well just by nature of you know who their yeah. opponent so can't can't pick the Houston Texans um 
You just can't do it. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Chicago Bears uh, coming off a loss, going into the New York Jets, uh, who need a win. Uh, obviously, crushing defeat in Foxborough. Justin Fields is questionable, hurt his shoulder on the last drive in Atlanta. Um, I like the Jets here more so because Zach Wilson uh, has not been committed to be the starting quarterback of this game. Uh, I like their chances more without him personally. Um, so I think if if Joe Flacco gets the nod, I, I definitely like the Jets. But more so, if Justin Fields doesn't play, I'm not sure they have a chance at this game at all. That that New York Jets defense, like we saw last week, is is definitely special. Yeah. Yeah, if I wasn't a you know eight and a half games up, um, I'd I'd probably go with the Jets. I think probably the safer pick with not knowing what's what's going on with Justin Fields. Uh, if he plays, I feel very confident in Chicago. Um, I think Zach Wilson's on his way out quickly <laughs> um, mm-hmm. in New York. They're like crazy, how a one word answer is really the reason that that's the case. Yeah, um, it's true. But that's neither here nor there. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with the Bears. Obviously, I would feel very not confident if uh, if Fields isn't playing. Who is? I I couldn't even tell you who the Bears' backup quarterback is. I'm gonna. I, if I had to guess, I don't know. Uh, Case Keenum, maybe. I, <laughs> I don't he know. In, isn't he in Buffalo? Yeah. So not Case Keenum. I don't know. Yeah. That's I not, I Rex Grossman. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it while we're ch- Chase Daniel. No, say? Chase Daniels in uh, L.A. Chargers. Okay. Wow. This is Trevor Simeon. Oh yeah. Against his former team revenge game. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the, I'm stick with the bears there. Maybe you get a chance to pick one up charity game. I'll give you. So <laughs> <I'll stick> with- <laughs> there's not a right answer. I can, I can give here. Um, just going to have to uh, take the L's keep moving on, keep fighting and uh, be a resilient group bunch here. So uh, that's what it is. Uh, okay. Well, first different pick of the week. Moving on, the five and six Atlanta Falcons going into the now over 500 Washington Commanders. Uh, Connor, I'll let you get us started on this one. Yeah, it's a tough one. And I think um, it's so, this is one of these games where like I want to go with both teams, you know, like there's certain yeah. times where I could see it going either way. But this is one that I like, I really want to go with both yeah. um, teams. And I'm actually surprised the, line, the line's not big, it's four points, but the spread. Um, I thought it would be closer to pick them, but um, I like the commanders here at home. I think they're just that you know I like the momentum that yep. they're that they're rolling with. So I'm gonna roll with them, uh, but obviously can very well see the the Falcons winning this one too. Yeah, uh, I, I actually like the commanders. Their defense obviously popped off for you in fantasy last week. Was not enough to beat me. Uh, just gonna add that in there, but no, I I like the commanders. I like the the direction they're going. This is a trap game. It feels like. It feels like uh, Tyler Haneke. Taylor Haneke. Why can't I spell his name? Say his name. Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. Thank you. Could not. Okay. Uh, that's tough. Anyways, uh, it it's one of those things where you know it's going well, but you know he's going to have one game where it's just not going to be great, and then the the rumors of Carson coming back will will start to trickle in. I'm not sure this is the game, but I would expect it coming down the stretch. Uh, but I do like the commanders here. I think this is going to be a fun, close game. Uh, maybe a one possession and maybe a, a, a game-winning drive. Uh, but moving on to a game that is probably no one's going to turn on, 
the three and seven Denver Broncos coming off a horrendous loss to the Raiders at home, playing the Carolina Panthers at three and six. Baker Mayfield uh, could not do much up in Baltimore. Um, man, this is this is not an easy pick. I'm gonna go with Denver. I have no hope in Russell Wilson anymore, but I just don't know how you lose to the Raiders and not come back and try and pull one out against Carolina. So I don't know why I'm going to fall on this sword, but I'm going Denver here. Yeah, um, me too, just by nature of, of who they're playing. Mm-hmm. This could be a 6-3 game. This could be a 2 nothing game. This could be a um, 2-2 tie. Who knows? Um I think uh, the Broncos have still, let's see, what are they averaging points-wise? I have it up here. Yeah, 14.7 points per game. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I I like the Broncos to get it done. Just release Melvin Gordon, pivotal fumble. Um, That's tough, but uh, I like the Broncos here to get to four and seven. Um, Just it's a game they have to win, have to win. Yeah, I I thought last week was a game they have to win, but it's just uh it's amazing to see how much the Seahawks won that trade it's just it's Russell Wilson's stock is down uh immensely uh moving on and uh, move uh, I'll get into it later but I just had a thought pop up I'll save it for the end Baltimore Ravens seven and three going into Jacksonville uh who are three and seven I think Jacksonville's coming off a bye week uh, Baltimore's defense uh, has been the last two games. I mentioned this in the podcast already, however, uh, has shut out opponents in the second half in back-to-back games. That is very impressive. Um, I like the Ravens here by a million. Um, I think their offense gets back on track and, uh, and and takes a win in Jacksonville. Yeah, I think part of me thinks this is going to be a closer game than you do, just based off that answer. Um, yeah. I think the Ravens have more issues than than it seems. Um, I think those some of those issues are are for real uh, with the offensive output that they had last week, uh, and the Jags are, are you know have have played some some decent games, and I just have a weird feeling coming off a of bye that they're going to be competitive, but I still like the Ravens to to win here. Yeah. Okay. Good. Love you it. were hoping I took the Jags. Uh no 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 I just uh I just don't think it's going to be close, but we'll see. I think the Ravens we'll cover. Uh, moving on the four o'clock slate, the Los Angeles chargers coming off a tough loss in such chargers fashion, uh, Sunday night against the chiefs going into, uh, the Arizona Cardinals who I've been watching on hard knocks. That has been something fun to watch. I hope they implode because that'll make, uh, hard knocks, uh, that much better. Um, not a Kyler Murray fan. Wasn't sure on him after watching hard knocks, not a Kyler Murray fan. Just going to put that out there. Also, since Warzone has came out, the Cardinals have not won. Um, and I know that's a big thing for for Kyler Murray um, haters, if you would. And Cliff Kingsbury continues to slide in the second half. So I like the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> Just a piss poor effort on Monday Night Football. I don't care who the quarterback is um, yeah. to get blown out like that against yeah. a division opponent. Just shows kind of the trajectory of that team. Um, so not as much about the Chargers um, as it is about the Cardinals uh, and the direction they're going. So I like Los Angeles on the road as well. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> the other 405 game here, Las Vegas Raiders coming off a uh, overtime win 
going into Seattle, who is also coming off a bye week. Uh, they were last seen losing to the Buccaneers in Germany. Uh, I think they reset here. I think they they stay uh, even with the the 49ers, and I think they go to six and four, or excuse me, seven and four, and get a home win. Yep, here's a chance that you'll have. I'm not saying you're going to get it, but uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, I, I like that you brought up the Germany thing. I feel like this is a situation where long flight back, bye week, weird scheduling. They're going to start sloppy. I'm hoping that the Raiders start quicker, get up to a big lead early. I know it'll be close when the, when the time comes, but I like the Raiders to so hold on here. Uh, it's going to be close at the end, but Raiders to jump out to a quick start and then hold on um, in a really close game. Eh, shooters got to shoot, right? Uh, doing. Looking at these next three games, uh, the two, four, 25 games on the Sunday night game, on paper at the beginning of the year, these look like great matchups. Uh, now they, they really don't. Uh, these seem more all underwhelming. Maybe not so much the Sunday night game, but uh, these next four, 25 games just don't seem like they're going to, gather a lot of interest around the nation. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams, who just seem to be imploding from within, uh, nothing can go right for them. Mac, uh, Matt Stafford comes back, gets injured again. Um, they lose uh, going into Kansas City at 8-2 and two at top of the AFC playoff picture. Uh, needless to say, I have Kansas City for a lot of reasons. Um, if you want me to pick one, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, Judy Smith-Schuster coming back, I could keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, agreed with that. Don't have much to add. Uh, but just honorable mention, the uh, you probably know this, but the offensive coordinator for the Rams, you know who he is? Um, he's a LaSalle guy, right? Yeah, Liam Cohen. Yeah. Yeah, got his, uh, he's in the family that owns the, the beach second beach yeah um, he was at kentucky last year and got hired he was offense coordinator at kentucky and then got hired in los angeles so um stinks i wish we could talk positively but uh not his fault i, I don't think i can't we can't blame it on him but you hope that he gets to stick around and uh and prove himself next year but um rams are just in a tough spot um and running into the best team in football um i think the chiefs are are super bowl bound again so um, I like the Chiefs here as well. Okay. Uh, New Orleans Saints uh, at four and seven going into uh, San Fran. San Fran coming off a Monday night win in Mexico City, six and four. A Super Bowl contending team, in my opinion. I think that's only going to get stronger as we move down the stretch here. Um, fun fact, the Saints have, after every game they've won this year, they've lost two straight or more games after um, so I would put the house on the 49ers this week. I expect them to win. Yeah. I mean, I think we're just going with the hottest team in football or maybe not hottest. They're probably hotter, but mm -hmm. they're, they're up there um, mm -hmm. with, with as hot as, as teams just with some of these wins, uh, convincing wins offensively and, and just their ability to kind of bounce back. And the offense is rolling right now. Jimmy Garoppolo played like, um, you know, played like Tom Brady, uh, with four tutters. So, uh, like them here uh, as well against the Saints, potentially in a closer game than normal, but uh, I do like the Niners. Yep. 
moving on the Sunday night game, Green Bay Packers four and seven going into Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia, a late game heroic uh, touchdown run by Jalen Hurts puts them at nine and one, avoiding two straight losses. Packers four and seven coming off a loss of Thursday night. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know, does he retire? Does he come back to to play with this team? Christian Watson has definitely been a spark plug for them, but uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles here. I think they're the better team. I think their defense will suffocate Rodgers, and uh, I like them here at home on Sunday night. Yeah, me too. Um, I think they've shown some more vulnerabilities, obviously, in the last couple of weeks. So uh, we'll see, you know, if they continue to show some of those vulnerabilities and lose more games than we you know, might have thought earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like the, the Eagles to get one uh, here as well uh, to, I guess, officially knock or maybe not officially, but pretty close to knocking the, the Packers yeah. out of uh, playoff contention. Yeah, you could say so. Uh, and then a very underwhelming Monday night game. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at three and seven going into the four, six and one Indianapolis Colts. Um, it is not just Sunday. It will be Jeff Monday this game. Uh, Steelers uh, offensively played decently well. Defensively got torched by Joe Burrow and the Bengals who look like they're putting it together. Uh, and the Colts are are just sticking around. Matt Ryan, uh, quarterback, uh, almost pulled it off, obviously, against the Eagles. Did not happen. Uh, I like the Colts here at home. I just think they're, they have a better defense. Um, Jeff Saturday seems to uh, have a good – leadership mentality to this team and I think has this team moving in a positive direction compared to where it was before he came on board yeah it's a tough one um because especially because I was speaking positively I picked the pick the Colts and Jeff Saturday's first game I'm like I kind of love the fact that he's actually doing well and has them playing better than than Frank Reich you know had um, so I want to go with the Colts, but I'm actually going to go with the Steelers here I've got got you know cooking with gas I've got some some room to 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 go here, I might regret these three different picks that we've got, but I like the Steelers to win on a field goal kicked by my guy, Matt Wright, uh, to win the game, uh, or at least to go ahead um, to win the game. So give me the Steelers here to wrap it up. All right. So three different picks. Um, I, 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 The thought that popped up in my head as we were going through these is, the NFL wants you to make it think that uh, this is a very underwhelming week. I think Thanksgiving has the best games um, on paper, but this is a huge week for upsets to rise. Um, and it's also, there are no bye weeks, no bye teams this week. So mm-hmm. uh, full slate of football, obviously broken up Thursday um, to, to Monday, uh, three on Thursday. And um, obviously eating Thanksgiving dinner while uh, watching those games. It's uh, it's an exciting time of the year. And now after this week, uh, we'll be in December and playoff football will start to creep into our minds. It's definitely exciting. Um, any last words for you, Connor? No, I think you're right. This is right when, right when the season starts in a lot of, you know, people's eyes. So this is kind of the first week of, uh, you know, of the season, if you will, uh, as far as this point, we, you know, after this week, we know who's, you know, who's going to be fighting and who's going to be falling off. So it's an exciting week. Um, and just excited to see who kind of comes out of this position to, to make a playoff run and um, see the contenders from the pretenders. Yeah. Oh, I said Collins. 
Well, Connor, thanks again. Everyone stick around. Matt and I have a special Thanksgiving segment coming up. Connor, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy the uh, cold weather up north. We'll uh, we'll be seeing you soon. We'll be seeing you. Later, guys. Right. Bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're here to buzz. We're here to talk. We're here to spend some time with you. So we have a little Thanksgiving special here. We have 12 delicious Thanksgiving staples on our screen. And we are going to do a draft picks and see who has the best Thanksgiving team heading into the season. So, Kevin, you want to go first? Here, uh, I'll read out, let, me read out, let me read out the draft picks. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Let's, let's just – we'll, we'll – surprise them? Yeah, we'll surprise them. We'll surprise okay, them. You, you got this ability, so you go first. Also, where does before I go, where does Thanksgiving rank in your holidays? Oh, you don't have to like you don't um, have to like put them, you know, you don't have to rank them, but you know I think it goes second. I think it goes second after Christmas. Um, really? And, and honestly it might fight it might uh, the Christmas wins because the I think the music and the movies are just incredible. Right. But, and I'm and I'm not a big Halloween guy. Yeah, likewise. I'm not, not a big Easter person, but no, I think I'll, I'll go second for Christmas. What about you? Um, I think it's up there. Uh, I think for I think, anytime, I think, yeah, food and anytime food and food right. together, it's good. I, I want to say the older I get, Christmas has been dwindling. It's still my favorite, but I feel like it meant so much more, obviously, when you're younger. However, I'd have to go Christmas, Fourth of July, and then uh thanksgiving and that's that's hard because thanksgiving is amazing but i'll start us off here um i i think this is pretty pretty easy in my opinion uh i'm gonna go with uh stuffing to start us off um i just think that's oh come that, on that's just that's too elite like i don't i don't know if you can beat that and specifically with sharice because my mom used to make it like that um if you hadn't if you have not had it with sharice you're uh you're missing out so number one stuffing for me okay pretty good pretty good are you box or no box uh like like, like box stuffing i mean ideally no i'd rather be from scratch but um i've only made box stuffing so the people that think box stuffing is bad i don't understand because it's delicious it's yeah we all love our homemade stuffing but we can't always get that but right but anyways okay well i mean you're very confident about this number one draft pick i know they had a, a pretty Pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good combine performance. But I'm gonna have to go watch out for this. I'm going mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a staple. You know, people are crowding around that pot. You know, people are putting big big dollops onto the plate, and they don't care about. They're just shoving it down. They don't care about. Right. Yeah. Mashed potatoes, butter, put garlic in it, put salt in it, whatever you want to put in it. Amazing. And it's got to be creamy. You gotta, oh, it's gotta be creamy. and it's gotta be. Oh, so actually, I don't know. So you are you you. So I guess cream. But you're talking about runny or creamy? Creamy, like I want it. I mean, I want it to have form, right? But I don't want it to be. I don't want to bite into it. Like I want to just too too thick and dry. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm a big proponent of ma- really mashing it up when you're making it and uh, making it. Not a soup, obviously, but uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, a little, a little smooth, you know, just uh, 
so you can not slurp it, but you know what I mean. This kid slurps. <laughs> Who's your number three? Number two. Uh, your, yeah, it's your number two. Guy. My number two. Number three overall with the pick. Uh, I will go. This is tough, but I'm gonna. I'm a carb guy. I'm gonna go mac and cheese. I think Ooh. if you make the mac and cheese the right way, specifically, um, if you not grilled, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, bake, bake, bake. Thank you. Um, with breadcrumbs, I, I think that's Ooh. that might even be better than stuffing. Stuffing something you only have once a year, mac and cheese, uh, specifically baked with breadcrumbs. I mean, if if I wouldn't blow up like a tick. I I think I could eat that every day for the rest of my life with some some hot sauce. Can't beat that. Hot sauce on the mac. Yeah, I see it. I see it. And that's cool, but it's not that unique. I guess what I'm going for a little bit here is, you know, you take this thing out and are people going to be going irate? And that's why with my number two pick, I'm going gravy. Mm -hmm. It's not really a food, but you know gravy. Go ahead and go ahead and show up Thanksgiving without gravy. See what people say. You put on your stuffing, you put on your mashed potatoes, you put on your turkey, you put on your ham. It does not matter what you put this stuff on. It just right. has a nice, delicious coat that when you put it in your mouth, it just explodes with flavor. And that's why I'm going gravy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, gravy is where people can get creative and, and make a game changer to the turkey. Uh, turkey, obviously, is naturally dry. Um, and it's definitely not something families eat year round. Um, However, I am surprised it's made it this far down the list. Uh, I am actually going to go turkey, but specifically fried. I think frying the turkey is the biggest game changer. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever had it, but uh, it's cr it's crunchy. It's just, it tastes better. Um, I did it last year. I'm not sure there's a better way to make turkey. Um, and turkey won't be the, the biggest portion on my plate but it's definitely something i look forward to and uh if you haven't fried a turkey go out there and, and do it one year because you won't regret it did, did you do it in like oil yeah whoa that's crazy yeah, yeah turkey's one of those things where yeah it's going to be on my plate but almost for like symbolic reasons exactly I'm not really necessarily looking forward to it but yeah it's weird how we have this whole food holiday around the sub harbored but i guess i don't know the history i had americans recently and duck was really good but Sneaky good. For my third pick. Now we're starting to get tricky. We have some staples here. I uh, am I going meat again? Uh, I think I'm going with the spiral ham. I'm gonna go with the ham here. I it's love elite. the spiral ham personally. I didn't. I didn't like turkey all that much. Maybe growing up, maybe that's what it is. And I mm -hmm. always every every Thanksgiving I look forward to the ham. You get the glaze. What you know about that glaze? You rub that pineapple glaze on your ham, and ooh, right. I always love. Ham. Just those spiral chunks. Like, yeah, that's good stuff. So my team's back up pretty good. What you got for number four? Number four, um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, you took away the sweet potato from me. I, is that still in bounds or no? Let's see. Well, now we only have. We no, have we, it's not. It's not. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. I okay. put sweet potato pie. Kevin said, "Oh, no one eats that." So we took it off. Well, uh, okay. I'll I'll get to that at the end. But uh, sweet potatoes off off of the uh, off the grid here. Uh, so I'm gonna have to get some veggies in. Uh, gonna have to go with green bean casserole with the mushroom cream soup. 
um, the little uh, fingerlings, whatever those are, the crunchy stuff, uh, similar to, to what you eat in miso soup and all that stuff. Uh, I, I think the green bean casserole is, is elite. And I never used to like it as a kid, but it's grown on me. It's definitely something that is invited to my plate uh, on Thanksgiving. Well, cause it sounds nasty. It sounds like, oh, green right. bean casserole that your grandma made. It sounds like some of the movie that they're like, kids eat your green bean casserole. And they're like, mom, we hate you. But it's like, <laughs> I understand where you're coming from there. Yeah, but totally. I totally. just, I just feel like uh, I'm looking at your team. I mean, stuffing, great number one pick. I mean, very, very high projections for you know, the game this year. But I'm going to go with rolls here. Tell me about, talk to me about a roll, a buttered roll. It, it was tough. Put you know, I, I chew on it. Tell me it's not good. I mean, no, absolutely. I, I, I it should have been higher up for me because I really do like bread. Um, but the, the picks I have, I feel pretty strong with. And especially like a, a potato roll and you, you butter it up and it's hot and uh, it was causing a ruckus over there. But uh, it's, um, it's it's second to none, and I don't blame you for for going that route in any regard. No, and I, I appreciate that criticism. I just I think that the rolls are. I think they, now you say they could be forgettable. Maybe I mean you have rolls a lot of every time you have to eat, they give you some bread. So you know maybe it doesn't deserve to be as hot. But it means it. You but you can soak up all the gravy. I mean, get all all the uh, oh dip factor. Yeah, I was thinking straight that's, roll. That's, I was thinking straight roll. No, no. If you have like a potato bun, you know, the rolls and they're hot and steamy. I mean, no one, no one can say that they don't like that, especially if it's hot and you, you throw it in. It's elite. It's, it's hard. It was a hard one not to pick. Um, but we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Um, I'm going to now move into the sweets category. Um I'm going to go with the traditional classic pumpkin pie. I think it's one of my favorite pies, if not my favorite. I'm not sure if that's a hot take or not. Ballsy pick. Yeah, pumpkin pie is pretty good. I got apple pie, blueberry pie, pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie. What other pies are there? Oh, I love key lime pie. That's kind of like yeah, not a key lime guy. I'm really yeah, not. Yeah, a lot of people aren't. It's polarizing. It's, uh, it's very tart, but I love it. Mm. I like my pick. pick I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I, I'm trying to think, am I trying to please a crowd? Or am I trying to please myself? Am I trying to be symbolic and traditional? Or am I trying to be more just what tastes good? I'm going to go with the stomach and I'm going to go with Brussels sprouts. Yeah. They're Brussels, elite. not they Brussels. Grew on I learned that today. Not Brussels. They grew on me as well. And that's another thing. I think when you are watching the movies as a kid and the, you get, the kids are always like, Mom, we don't want to eat our Brussels sprouts. And the mom's like, well, do that. You ain't going outside if you don't eat them. But it's always strange to me because I had these things. I think I had these, these creations with Mother Earth around 19 or 20. Rachel had me have them for the first time. I think literally like for one of the first times I had them bake them in an oven, bit them, and they were amazing. They were really good. So that's what I'm actually bringing to our, our little Friendsgiving tomorrow. So that's going to yeah. be exciting. Yeah, I'm going Brussels. So that leaves us with two left. Uh, I absolutely don't like cranberry cranberry sauce anything i actually like cranberry juice but i don't like the sauce or any of that symbolic uh, though it is symbolic and it's it's needed uh i always steer away from it i'm sticking with the sweets and the carbs uh i'm going cornbread here uh i just i think it's 
very undervalued in my opinion. Uh, my papu, um, for those that don't know, is my grandfather in Greek. He would bring me to uh, Chris's Diner out in Portsmouth and uh, for the Rhode Island people on Westman Road. It's not there anymore. It's now a uh, Seasons or Cumberland One Farms or whatever it is now. And uh, he would grill the cornbread. He knew the owner and the owner would grill the cornbread and put butter on it. You know, he'd cut it in half and uh, it's, it's very nostalgic, but also very good. And if it's grilled properly with butter, um, it's second to none, in my opinion. Yeah, a little nostalgia play here. Yes, we do. Yeah, so what, so that's I, what the I, holiday's about. <laughs> I'm getting left with cranberries here for my sixth pick. I don't think cranberries, yeah, it's weird because I like cranberries. I really like the juice. Me but too. Something about that, something about that, almost like it's almost like that mystery meat in the TV show that comes out of the can. And it's right. Like, it's like, who are people buying this not on Thanksgiving? Like, why are people even buying on Thanksgiving? It's strange, but I think it's a nice color. It adds a nice color to the rest of the foods, a lot of greens and browns, et cetera. Right. But it's just, it's such a weird thing. It's aesthetically just, pleasing. I'll agree with that. And I don't think, I think Rachel said her mom made it once from scratch. But I was like, you're not making it from scratch. Like, you're buying that out of a can. And just, it's interesting. One year, I can't remember where it was. Someone made a cranberry casserole. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm trying that. I tried it. I forget what was in it, but it was actually, it was sweet and it was actually very good. And it's like the only thing I would eat that involves cranberries, but that, you know, it's all about perspective, right? And being thankful. Oh, absolutely. So to read off these teams, we have stuffing, green bean casserole, turkey, pumpkin pie, mac and cheese, and cornbread representing Kevin Henry, facing off against spiral ham, mashed potatoes, cranberries, gravy, rolls, and Brussels sprouts. So we have like, a pretty good matchup there. Yeah, and and to be fair, um, you know, we'll do more of these moving on. But we did, uh, we did fix draft here. We did not do serpentine. So really, when I look back on it, it should have been my pick, and then you back to back, and then me. Oh, I kind of like the ranking idea too. We just rank them top ten, have a little debate there. But we're yeah. working on it, people. We're going with the We are here. working on it. Um, we're having fun doing it. I hope you are too. But yeah, let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, text matter I and, and, and let us know who wins. Once again, myself, stuffing, green bean casserole, turkey, pumpkin pie, mac and cheese, cornbread. You're going to get fat, but you're going to be happy and you're going to take a nice nap. For Matt, spiral ham, mashed potatoes, cranberries, gravy, rolls, Brussels sprouts. You're eating definitely healthier, uh, more aesthetically pleasing. Um, and mashed potatoes might be the best thing on the menu. So uh, I think it's a, I think it's a close race, um, but I'd love to hear what the people have to, to think about it. No, and just in case you didn't hear it for the third time, we have said, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but Kevin, well, what are you thankful for before we, we get out of here? You know, I, I almost wanted to change it to the top three things I'm thankful for because it's, um, it's hard, right? It's, and it's very relative, obviously happy for my health, obviously happy for, for great friends around me. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the corporate out here. Uh, I'm very thankful to our our listeners, our very uh, avid and consistent viewers. Uh, this you guys keep us going. We're very happy to do this, and you're you're working with us while we're still new to this podcasting. Um, but we love the the uh, constructive criticism uh, and all the people that listen to it. I am very thankful for. So shout out to you the listeners. We love you.
we keep it coming, people. We love the feedback. Leave us comments, text us. We're always trying to get better. New how content, about, new segments, everything. How about yourself, Matt? One thing you're thankful for. Well, of course, of course, I appreciate the people, people listening. It's very fun. I, I get a lot of pleasure, a lot of pride sending this out to people every week. But for me, I think I, I thought of things. I mean, I'm thankful for my health, like you said. I'm thankful for. I mean, honestly, I've been having a lot of problems with my hands and wrists recently to the point where, like, I can't hold things sometimes. Interesting. And, and that's, been a, a, that's been a pretty big uh, humbler and, and when you, you take those things for granted. But, no, I'm going to go with the, I'm gonna go with the people, the people I know. I think that one thing I've realized recently is that, you know, Kevin will, will you know, attest to the fact that I can be a little bit of a crazy guy sometimes. Maybe I've calmed down. Maybe I haven't. But when people act – the way that I act towards me, I'm like, well, you just relax and chill out, you freaking weirdo. <laughs> and to think that that's how I am to other people all the time, and they just take it and let me be myself and never, you know, never make me question about being myself, that I'm really thankful for that. So it's been great. I've met, met a lot of people around the country and have made a lot of good friendships. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, the, the people in general keep you going in life. I mean, you do come in alone, you do die alone, but, uh, it's, it's the memories while you're here. So um, that's the show. That's what uh, we're thankful for. We appreciate you. We hope everyone and their families has a amazing Thanksgiving, gets fat, watches a lot of football. Go Pats. That's a big one. Uh, Matt, if you have anything else to add, let it rip. Now we got primetime Kirk. Let's take him down like I stinks in prime time and I'm very thankful for you Kevin thankful for the listeners and everyone else have a really good Thanksgiving with their families thanks guys bye oh buzz buzz buzzity taco we're buzzing over here and we're talking over there buzz taco talkity buzz oh buzz 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 oh talkity talk buzz talkity talk buzz 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 talkity talk talk buzz talk talk talkity buzz buzz talkity buzz, buzz.